Hey, what's up, everybody? We're going to get started with episode 96 of the Passionate DJ podcast here in just a moment. But in case you haven't noticed, we're only four episodes away from episode 100. This is a big milestone for us, and we're super excited. And so we're pleased to announce that what we're going to do for this show is to have a special, exclusive live stream episode. So if you would like to participate in this, here's all the information you need to know. The show is going to take place on July 8th. It's our first exclusive live stream of the Passionate DJ podcast where we will actually have live video, loads of guests from previous episodes of the show, an interactive chat box so that you can talk to other listeners of the show, a question box where you can actually submit questions for us to answer live on the show, and we're going to have a whole bunch of exciting announcements. We can't wait to bring them on the show and share those with you. So on Saturday, July 8th, at 4 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be having episode 100 live. Now, the audio version of the show will be published on normal schedule, but in order to participate in the live video stream, you must RSVP. Space is limited, so please, please sign up now. In order to register, just go to passionatedj.com 100. That's passionatedj.com forward slash 100. And we hope to see you there. Passionate DJ Podcast, where it's all about becoming a better DJ through passion and purpose. And now, your host, David Michael. What's up, everybody? This is the Passionate DJ Podcast, and to my left, we have our Director of Community Engagement and Living Passionate DJ Podcast Database. He's the Siri of our show, Mr. Mo Dingo. (laughs) How can I help you? (laughs) <laughs> to my right, we have our director of outreach and guy with more contacts than Bosch and Lom, Tony DeSero. <laughs> and across from me is our audio engineer and bass face aficionado, Mr. Trip Turlington. <laughs> I'm your host, David Michael, and I'm also the world's most inactive music producer. <laughs> and we are talking about pet peeves today. Now, once again, reminder... I'll let you process for a minute. (laughs) Reminder, we've got episode 100 coming up, and we've got lots of cool stuff planned for that, so make sure you watch out for that. Don't miss it. 100. 100. Can you believe it? Wow. It came up fast. I I think I became a fan on 14. Ooh, so you're like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you've been in it for a while, man. (laughs) Speaking of pet peeves, I remember before before you had us uh, join the show... And I would I would be at work and like trying to refresh my my podcast <laughs> software. Like, man, when is he gonna put something else out? Yeah. So yeah. little did I know. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> After I did that initial binge, I was like, I was, you know, here I am in the deserts of, you know, Southwest Asia defending freedom and democracy, you know, four bars at a time. Um, you know, I'd be sitting there and like scratching my neck, man. When's that David dude gonna drop another file, man? I'm kind of like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hurting over here. Well, I, I have you guys to thank for for us being anywhere near episode 100 because it was uh, like I would come out with two or three weeks in a row, and then there'd be like three months and there's nothing. Uh, I mean, it's it, it it's been a long ride, man, and it's been really cool. So I'm I, again, I'm, I'm always. Uh, really appreciative of uh, uh, of you 
bringing us on and and yeah, this has been a really cool much. ride so I'm, I'm really looking forward to 100 for absolutely. sure absolutely i'm re- i'm ready for the next 100 no doubt no <laughs> doubt all right so uh before we get on to our main topic i do want to take a voicemail from what's the name not john chapel <laughs> and it comes in under the address shitty at dj.com let's give it a listen hey guys uh Long time listener, first time caller here. I'm a DJ, and I was through. I was playing a show in the frozen food sections of Walmart the other day, and some guy was asking about my equipment, and he said I should switch to a tractor. So I'm over here, you know, at the Sears Industrial Home Depot, and I'm in the John Deere section, but they said they don't sell any DJ equipment. Do you have any advice? Uh, any, oh, I, I, I have Lord. to quit listening to his voicemails at work because two dribbles of pee came out when uh, you sent that. Oh, to this, us this to, is a new guy. This is from oh, uh, I'm not John Chapel. That's okay. not well, John Chapel. I, I just need to quit listening to voicemails so, at work. Yeah. Completely, <laughs> no matter who they come from. <laughs> I, I would suggest he go to passionatedj.com forward slash controllers yeah. and find Might himself a, a nice piece start. of tractor yeah. gear yeah. or passionatedj.com forward slash control with a K would also work. Ah, clever. Mm, nice. See, you thought I wasn't going to answer it seriously, didn't you? Right. <laughs> I didn't know there was a serious answer to that. <laughs> All right. Thank you, and, not John. Thank yeah. you, not John. We thank appreciate you, not that. John Chapel. <laughs> uh, so today we're going to be talking about pet peeves. And this is a pretty unstructured type of episode. I just kind of want to just bring up what our little pet peeves are as a DJ, as a promoter as a uh, stage manager, as a producer, any kind of angle that we want, even as a patron, you know, attending a show. Is this more rapid fire? Yeah, however we want to do it, just go back and forth. And if we want to stop and talk about it for a moment, we'll we'll go for it. Sure. Um, So, I mean, I'll start with an easy one. You know, as a DJ, any other, I see other DJ slamming red lights. That's Mm. a a pet peeve of mine. (laughs) And... You know, it's kind of an easy, like, low-hanging fruit kind of thing, but at the same time, so many people do it. You oh, see yeah. it all the time. Well, and that's the thing, is, like, what what's... I'll even add to that pet peeve and say that, like, um, one of my pet peeves is knowing that everybody knows that, but yet you still have the mm. same people who say it and agree with you, but then when you show up, they're there, lines are all, yep. all red, and, like... It's, uh, it's almost it feels like most of the time that's what you see or, or is right. that just is that one of those like i i pay more attention when i see it so it seems like you know like, yeah and, and and to be fair i think some of it depends on the context or or you know the the venue and the sound system you know some people just you know when you show up and if if it's not a professional rig and just you know everybody's been up there and and they've you know adjusted to the sound rather than adjusting the sound to sound good. Like, you know, there's, there's just turn it up louder. Right. There's, there's different reasons for all of it, but yeah, it is a pet peeve of mine to, you know, to know that people know that and to have that conversation with people and have had heard them and seen them, you know, make comments about it online and be like, yeah, red lighting is horrible. But then you show up and man, it's a brick wall. Louder is is not always better. No, that's true. That's true. And then you start going, I know you know better. (laughs) I know know that you know that I know that you know. (laughs) Or even you're doing some of those, you know, like a 
rudimentary <laughs> show, like not with like a stage manager and all that stuff. And right. you go there and you turn down the master volume and then you walk away and then you hear it get distorted again. You walk back up there and you, you point and you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, don't make me come back here. Yeah. All right. Well, and even even I've I've heard other people like who run some, you know, per, pretty professional sound rigs who get frustrated at DJs who do that despite being told that. And then when they do that, you know, if, especially if there's compressors and limiters and all of that stuff, like within the signal chain, yeah. like you turning it up is just going to do nothing but make it sound like shit. Like it's yeah. not going to make anything any louder. Compressors and limiters are halting your ass. So yeah. all you're doing is introducing tons of distortion Noise. into yeah. the yeah. It's a garbage knob. Anybody else want to throw in a, a pet peeve here? I hate when uh, I'm playing at a club and people want to come up and talk to me right in the middle of a mix. Oh. Um, the mid-transition I, chat. Yeah, it's. <laughs> um, I mean, I can put it into context. If if you're at a bar and you're watching a band and the guy's in the middle of his guitar solo, you're gonna go up and just start chatting with him. You know, yeah. it's it's just you don't do that. You know. Yeah. Why is it you think people think that's okay to do? Because they don't know. Is it? Is it, is it strictly... Just, You're just DJing. I, you know? well, I was going to say... I, mean, I put that in air quotes. Yeah. Well, I think that is kind of what it is. Though. Yeah. I mean, it's because you also have to realize that, okay, the context that people have in their heads is for what a DJ is. Uh, you know, there are there are a lot of DJs who that's what they do. They MC, they interact with the crowd, they take requests and all that. And that's not necessarily what we're doing in a, a show or a nightclub context or something. Right, and right. so people just say, oh, it's the DJ. And you just I go talk to the DJ all the time. And then you just go up and right, do it. Right. And, you know, that they don't realize that, hey, I've been trying to hold this this transition together for a minute and a half. And you're yeah. you're. You're fucking up my chi. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be somebody, you know, and it could be somebody that you don't know that you know, comes into the club because, you know, hey, is that the only style of music you're going to play all night? So they'll stand mm -hmm. next to you for a minute and a half or two minutes while you're in the middle of a mix <laughs> and try and talk to you or try and get your attention. I just don't even Do you have anything with words them. in it? I just Yeah, I just don't even, like, <laughs> look at them or acknowledge them, you know? But that's so yeah. annoying to me. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I, I think a really good chunk of low-hanging fruit here is uh, the requests. Like, just in general. Yeah, just in general. Like, especially like even within our, you know, underground, you know, EDM, electronic music, all of that stuff, like it still happens, you know, like mm. there were there were times uh, that I always carried, you know, a half a dozen, maybe 10 records that consistently, you know, everybody asked for, yeah. <laughs> you know, so like, and I, and I did that because if I saw the person, then like, I could actually kind of stop them from 12 feet away and be like, I, I got, got you. you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, you know, just don't even bother asking. I'll throw it in at some point, but like, you know, the whole, you know, performance aspect of what, you know, club DJs or performing DJs do, you know, it just doesn't always, lend itself to that. So, you know, we, we talk about, you know, we've talked about before, trust the DJ, you know, I'm up there. I'm going to take you on a journey. We're going to have a good time. Trust me. You mm. know, it, just because I don't play this one track that you really like in the genre that I'm playing doesn't mean that you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I don't play on the 
platform that you guys play on, but do you find that in your like legitimate club gigs that people still try and force their way up to the booth and talk to you? Or is that more like family type shows type, you know, lower threat type deals or it's all the time. Yeah, really? all the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I any type of gig I've done, I I run into that pretty much. I mean, that the only time I don't really run into that is in a situation where there's a notable separation between yeah. you and if crowd. If there's easy access to the booth or to the stage, yeah, they'll find their way to you. Yeah. Yeah. And and there are times, you know, like like house parties. Yeah, come chat it up with me. Sure. You know, I don't care. But when I'm I'm on a stage somewhere and I'm trying to I've got my game face on. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Like I, you know, I'm always nice and cordial and stuff, but well, sure. I mean, there are times when it's like, you know, sometimes you do have to just ignore them or, or say, hey, I'll talk to you afterwards or however you have to handle that just to, to get them to go away or else you're going to mess up in front of this, you know, 200 people just to acknowledge this one, which is kind of back, it's kind of backwards. <laughs> I mean, right? if it's a good right. friend, I'm in the middle of mix, I just kind of reach my hand behind me, you know, and just kind of dap them. Pound it out. You know, and... right. And they know, you know, yeah. those people know. Yep. I mean, it, I, I mean, you and I do that to each other all the time. Like mm-hmm. whenever we see each other out, like if, if, if one of us is playing, like that's that's the extent of it. Like unless we're following each other in some form or fashion, you know, one of us playing after the other, then it's like, you know, as we're handing things off, then it's like, OK, chat it up for a couple of minutes. Anything I need to know before I take this thing over, blah, 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 blah. OK, <laughs> cool. And then we're off and running. You know, there's always time to you know, share the drink or, you know, have yeah. some chat time after we're done on the stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about like beef with uh, hardware or software? Like uh, I, I know that uh, one of my pet peeves is if I don't have a, a Q mix adjustment for my headphones mm-hmm. so that I can go between the master out and whatever my, whatever's lit up on the Q. You mean there's still hardware out there that doesn't there have is. There is. There is. <laughs> <laughs> And some shots of, well, fired. Shots fired. <laughs> some of them will be like it doesn't have that, but it does have split cue. I'm like, well, that doesn't help me. I only leave my left cup on my ear, so right, you know, right, whatever. Right. Yeah, the split cue thing. You're t- that's when you put one signal in each side. Yeah. Of the head- oh yeah. No, like no, split I, mono kind of thing. I've never been able to do that. Yeah. Never been able to do that. Uh, that one just it, it it literally confuses my brain. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you, you start getting dizzy. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I feel off balance. One of my promoting uh, pet peeves is um, is a prima donna attitude, mm. and and you know a, a lot of people have it, and some people don't even know they have it. Sorry, do you mean in dealing with DJs? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, stuff? when okay. dealing with DJs, uh, um, especially in the local scene, like you know, it's one thing if you're dealing with like you know some you know, up and coming regional or, or, or some kind of a, a, a DJ who's, who's on an upward trajectory, you know, they're starting to, you know, really establish their brand. People are starting to dig them and their heads are getting a little big. Okay, fine. You know, you can deal with some of that people who are established names and have earned, you know, and I, I'm saying this kind of tongue in cheek, but you know, who have earned the right to kind of be an asshole. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> If they decide to be an asshole, right? right like, right. you know, if it's if it's in their rider, right, I get to be an asshole. <laughs> That's where communication before the gig comes in handy, yes. though, right, you know, right. to make sure all pieces are in place that you need as a performer. Sure. So, but when, when, when it comes back, when you kick this whole thing to the locals, you know, and sometimes, you know, 
it, it, it takes years to mm-hmm. figure out who's cool and who's not cool, who's a team player and who's really just trying to wheeze the juice, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that as a promoter, that was one of the biggest reasons I stopped promoting because of these local DJs who just, you know, have this like image of themselves in their own head that, you know, they are so much bigger, better and and up there than anybody else in the same pool right yeah. like we're it's, all in the same we're all at the same level you know and, and everybody wants to see their name slightly higher on the bill everybody wants that better print, t- that yeah. better time slot everybody wants to be closer to the direct support you know everybody wants that but not everybody gets that you know so sometimes it just you know you as a promoter, you want to put forth the best product, right? So you get the best locals that you can to support the night. Yeah. But, you know, and especially if they fit with the night, but the, the things that people play don't always fit where they think they should fit. And when you try to fit them where they actually fit, where they belong for your event, right. Then all of a sudden, you know, arms are flailing. You're getting phone calls at 2 a.m. and people people are pissed off. You know, hey, I just saw the, the the event launch and you know, blah blah blah, and I saw the time slots. You know, or even worse is if you're you know talking with people. Okay, so this is what I'm thinking. This is when I think you'll play, and this is da 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 da. Well, who's playing after me? Does it matter? <laughs> you know who's who's playing before me does it matter <laughs> like this is when i think you should play based on you know yada 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 and some people just don't it, my biggest pet peeve is trying to deal with that that type of ego where yeah you know they will i've, I've dealt with some people who will go as far as to like backstab and like try to sabotage you know other people on the bill so that they can get just one step closer you know to a headlining spot and well like, i can't be there at a specific time because i don't get off work until 9 45 oh, so i can't yeah. be there till 10 30 can i get that 11 o'clock slot i all the time <laughs> you know, but everybody's on the same work schedule it's amazing yeah, yeah but <laughs> <laughs> That's where you just, you know, when I plan out a show, I already know right. each person is going into what slot, and I let them know, hey, this is the slot, take it or leave it. Right, yeah. right. You know? It's, yeah, yeah speak- it's not, a, it, it, and that that was a hard thing to for me to get to mm-hmm. there towards the end, is that it's no longer a negotiation. Right. Like, this is like me and me and Jason would sit down. We would put everything together, line out the, 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 the time slots and tell people this is what we're thinking. It, you know, either you like it, you don't. Or if something else comes available and you're not happy and you want to be switched, then we'll have that it's, conversation at that point. But yeah, it's definitely shitty when they, you know, well, when people ask who's going before and after, you know, I wanted to kind of touch on that point. Some, mm-hmm. Um you know, sometimes that's good to know because you want to know that, hey, a guy that's going off, at, going on after me is playing techno, so I need to play this specific way to kind of lead into this guy. Sure, sure, but sure. But when sure. it when it becomes more of a, well, I think I'm better than that guy, then that's right. that's when it's some serious bullshit. Yeah. Like, like well, oh, get over yourself. It's it, and, and, and it, it, like the <clears throat> the question, who am I playing after, mm-hmm. is usually a a, a, a non issue for me because of that exact thing i need to know how i'm going to start but if i'm not direct support Mm -hmm. or opening up for you know whoever the touring direct support is you know so if that's the case if i'm in that spot then i already know who i'm opening for right right so i already know how to play too 
But if I'm asking you who is playing after me, mm-hmm. then all I'm asking is, where do I sit right in, in the, the ranking? Chain. Yeah, in the food chain. So yeah, like, that's, that's interesting. Maybe that's something that I should pay more attention to then, because I do ask that question. But because I want to know how to set the next person up, <laughs> <laughs> now I just realize that people probably think that stress, is what I'm at. Is what I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, it depends on the person. Like mm-hmm. I said, you you have to deal with a lot of shitty people. Uh, before figuring out who your good people are. Yeah. So like if somebody who you know is consistently down for the cause and down for the team and is and and does whatever it takes f- to make a good show pop off. Otherwise, you know, I've I've had people who have agreed to playing for free and then, you know, uh, for a particular reason or a particular show and then next thing you know, like the night of the show well you know i i I showed up and i rocked it so i'm gonna need 50 bucks what (laughs) i've had it happen happens all the time are you serious (laughs) yeah i mean even even if you have a hundred people in the room and people think that you just made money and it's just it's off the hook in here and you still didn't make money then i mean they're still gonna ask you yeah you know oh it seems like you did well can i get 50 bucks wow (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, which it's it's fine and dandy. I don't even say nothing. I just bite my tongue and here, here's fifty bucks, even if it's a loss, like here, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you go into, I, I'm sorry, that just I, I I that just blew my mind right yeah, there. Yeah, I never ever thought of asking for money after I already agreed to do. Yeah, once you get into nego- yeah. once you're already negotiated. Yeah. 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 How about this one? Since we're talking about um, promoting Tony, um, hey, uh, can can I get list? <laughs> I mean, I can me and my plus seven get on the guest list. Yeah. I don't like every DJ that plays for us, you know, in plus in every show, whether it's a big show, small show, every DJ gets a plus one. Um, you know, there's there's some people that I don't mind because I know some people will go through circumstances, you know, where they don't have the money and they appreciate the show and they're always supporting. So I don't mind from time to time, like hooking some people up, but those same people that always ask, yeah, it's just like, dude, stop. You know, I, I don't come to your job and ask you to do something for me for free at your job. You know, why are you asking me? And now there's, don't get me wrong. There's, there's the barter system, you know? There's the girl that does my hair. She comes to my house and she does my hair, but and doesn't charge me. And I I hook her up with festival tickets. You know the festivals that I work or the shows that I do. I I trade that. Sure. You know what I mean, which is fine and dandy. But those people that are just you know, hey, what's up with the guest list spot? Can I get a spot? Can I get on? Can I get on? Can I get on? <laughs> you know, do I come to your you know your where restaurant. you do insurance yeah. and say, yo, man, give me two months of insurance for free, <laughs> or you know anything like that? It's just. No, like where, where people don't attribute the financial aspect of your generosity. Right. Yeah. And right. again, it falls back to they see, you know, if they see, even if there's 400 people in a club and they think that you're making money, you know, it's, it's, you're not making hand over fist a lot of money. And if you want to really put in into perspective the hours that we set all day and all night planning this stuff out and want to yeah. put a dollar amount to those hours that we're, you know, planning this event, we're not making a dime. Right. You right. know what I mean? Right. It, we're just, we're just not. Um, but you know, people see that and they really think that you're making a lot of money. So, you know, what's a guest list spot or two to you, you know? 
Well, it's money. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm that's, saying. That's but they don't. Bucks. They don't see that though. Yeah. Right. I mean, sometimes like the guest list is the difference between being in the black and a being make in the or red. Make or break. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. There was many shows that we did where um, we had, I mean, forty guest list spots. You know, and I mean that's from. That's also you have all your people that work your shows. You know, yeah. and 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 a lot of those. A lot of those people that do work our shows and that help us out on a daily, they they don't ask for a dime, you know, like Chris Kaus and, and yeah. people that do stuff like that for us and Cody that does our website. And I don't mind it because, you know, that's, again, that's the barter system right there. You know, you're taking care of us. Absolutely, I'll give you a guest list. Yeah, yeah, there's tangible assets being exchanged in that. Right. Yeah. No. Right. But, I mean, there's, not, like, like I said, 40 people. If you take 40 times a $20 ticket, yeah. that's $800, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of nickels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another one that gets me in that same kind of promoter vein is you know when when you have a, whoever's in charge of the venue, so the manager or the owner or whatever, when they are either too restrictive or incompetent or both <laughs> right. at the same time. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Let me work. Yeah. Right? Let me. This is what I'm here for. So and I'm let trying me to work. make both of us some money. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I mean, I. I've run into that clash a zillion times, you know, and I, a lot of times it wasn't even incompetence or it, it was more apathy. It's like they didn't really want to work with me or care about the the place I was at or my show. They just whatever. And then, and that didn't make sense to me because I'm like, hey, we should be this should be a collaboration here. Right. I'm trying to make you some business. I'm trying to build a brand myself. Why can't we help each other out here? Oh, yeah. And it was more like, a, yeah, go do your thing. And I'll, you know, I, I think of one particular instance where I showed up, you know, I, I was on the phone with the guy who was supposed to let me into the venue to set up because I needed to get in there, set up equipment, do sound check, all that kind of stuff as a, re, as a writer requirement mm. before the show. So I couldn't just mm-hmm. show up at the time of show, you know? Right. So, and I mean, it took me forever to even get the guy to answer the phone. He showed up late. I got in there, finally set up, but it was like, you know, and the whole event was like that. And I decided to stop working. That that even, uh, like venue, that even falls back to guest list as well, because you'll have managers and and bartenders and bouncers that just walk their friends in or their regulars, Mm. you know, Mm. well, such and such spends a a lot of money in here and, you know, they're in here all the time and blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's, that's great, Danny. You're, they're making you money at your bar, yeah. But you know, right. I I make my money off of the door, yeah. You know, yep. the venues are definitely hard to work with too until you get into a good relationship. And the last couple of relationships that we've had is three dimensional. It's been fairly good, you know. Yeah. Before before I go to my next pet peeve, just to piggyback on that one, there's one particular venue that. Um, that me and my buddy worked with for years. And at first, in the beginning, it was a great relationship because, you know, we had all of these people coming and, you know, we were packing the place out and we had, you know, a fairly decent deal worked out with them. But then, you know, after the rave scene kind of started declining around here, uh, the attendance started to wane. And as, you know, we're getting less and less people, but they're still charging us the same. And mm-hmm. here we are trying to renegotiate and say, look, you know, you've seen the trend. You know what the average attendance is. Can we work something else out? You know, let's talk about the bar, because at one point we weren't even like getting any money off of the bar. Like, you know, we're bringing you three grand every time we do one of these things yeah. on the bar alone. 
plus whatever we're you know yeah. bringing you off of the door. You Can know, you so, at least toss me a couple bones here. Right, no. right. You know, <laughs> we're not asking to take over your bar. We're saying let's look at all of the things that are going into this pool and let's let's work out something that's a little bit more mutually agreeable. That seems obvious to me. Like why why would you not want to incentivize the person right. who could potentially make you in. money? Yeah. yeah, no. Instead of punishing uh, instead, them. Instead, they kept raising prices and said you will never touch this bar. Uh, okay, guess what? We don't do Deuces. anything there yeah. anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, my next pet peeve to come back to the DJ side um, is the just one more guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give just one more. Or the guy who just can't, or, or the, the DJ that just can't seem to tell time. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's 11.03 p.m., Get the fuck off the couch. <laughs> you know, one, one, one uh, show that comes to my mind when you say that, and I'll never forget this, it was in Cincinnati. Joey Beltram was playing, and he was going over his time, and DJ Swamp was on right after him. And Joey Beltram kept going, and Swamp was like, no, you're done. Took the left turntable, turned it battle style. <laughs> just took his left turntable from him. Took the needle off, handed him his record, and was like, no, you're done. It's my turn. <laughs> nice. It was great. It was oh, great. yeah. Ain't yeah. nobody got time for that. I'm telling you. I mean, it's just it's just disrespectful. And, you know, and, and I I get and I understand, you know, the, the sometimes, you know, schedules get shifted, you know, because of the just one more or because of, you know, any number of things. You know, so I'm usually pretty lenient with a couple of minutes. You know, yeah. but like if you're hitting that, you know, five minute mark and you have mixed in those five minutes, you know, so you're going on to the next one, uh, something's up. Yeah. And unless the promoter has specifically said, hey, the schedules kind of got shifted. We're off by 10, 15 minutes, you know, so you will actually start at such and such a time. Oh, well, OK, that makes sense. Sure, I'm fine with that. But if nobody has told me that, but the DJ turns around and says, "Hey, I didn't get started until ten after, you know, so I'm gonna go till ten after in your into your time." No, you're not. <laughs> nope. 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 I might be generous and give you five, yeah. but you're not going ten minutes into my set because then what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to go ten minutes into somebody else's set, like right? Then no. I have to be. They that guy for somebody yep. else and i won't like i i just i don't do that so yeah. like what i end up doing is i end up playing 10 minutes less yep and because that's just the type of guy i am because the one the just one more is such a pet peeve of mine yeah uh, by the way if you hear an ominous soundtrack in the background we do have uh, our ohio storms coming through non-stop currently so we're just yeah. gonna roll with it yeah, hope you enjoy the soundtrack <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah if the mics are picking it up i mean uh What's the, you can't uh, even see about 20 feet outside the window right now. Right. <laughs> Got the weather radars up, <laughs> waiting to see if there's any tornado warnings. I don't um, know if you guys have faced this, but I had this a couple of times where the guy that's not ready after you. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that, you have to be the one more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, because, you know, for me, I kind of mentally and emotionally prepare myself to be done at X time. Sure. So I kind of set all my tracks up and my energy level. Well, yeah, so I've based my peaks and valleys of the set yeah, around right. a certain So that way slot. I'm done at, you know, mm. when my 90 minutes is up, I'm done. Right. And I, I, I so apparently it's not just me, but I've had it happen a couple of times where I was like, no, no, dude, keep playing. 
dude, I'm fucking mentally spent right now. I need to go pee and I need to get something to eat. You know, do I look like I can afford to miss a meal? You know, aren't you the guy that had like a nine hour DJ gig? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> but see, I knew I was going to do the whole nine yeah, hours. You planned it out. Yeah, I planned yeah. it out. That's right. You know? That's right. Yeah. I, I've had that happen. I'm just like, for, for real, dude. Right. So, come on, man. Yeah. I mean, so you guys have had that too. Oh um, yeah, yeah, because and and, and, the, and the worst part about that for me, uh, you know, when when once you start talking about DJ's artistry, like, you know, if you're playing a gig that you have kind of prepared, like, you know, your your opening few tracks, and your open or your closing few tracks, then like once you get to those closers or the ones that you've been kind of you know hoarding and hanging on mm-hmm. to just so that you can hit them at the end right before somebody else comes on and then you hit them at the time that you expected yeah. to and yeah. then somebody says oh hey no 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 I'm not ready yet you go ahead and play a couple more well, where the fuck am I supposed to go with this? Yeah, do I just do I just keep blasting it? <laughs> blew my wand, dude. What am I supposed to do now? Right. Yeah, yeah. Do I do I keep blasting it or do I do I go to do some filler until yeah. you're ready? Right. Or, and and yeah. and unfortunately, like most of the time when I do that, like I'm I feel like I'm reaching for filler, even though I'm reaching into the same like kind of grab bag that that one you yeah. know resides in. So I know I'm pulling from the same thing, but like. For me, conceptually, emotionally, uh. mentally, like no, I'm. That was it. Like that was the <laughs> end. Now you're making it not the end, and that's that's not that's not conducive. Um, I would say also the uh, the the that's not real DJing person. Oh, that was one that I was gonna hold on to for a little bit, but yet yeah, mine was hashtag real DJs mm. like that. Like I get the point behind it, I get the whole the the whole premise, and I and I un, like I get it. Like as one of those guys that was like holding on to you know vinyl with my my, my cold dead hands, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I just I I understand where the whole thing came from and the the preservation of DJ culture as art and all of that. Like I get it, I get all of that, but now it's gone to such a degree and such a level that it's just insulting to everything. I don't like the um, the exclusionary nature of that, or the um, I, I don't like how it's it's kind of elitist, right? To right, where right. it's like if you don't play. Straight up wax on a Radio Shack mixer from 1978, (laughs) then you're not real DJing. (laughs) Or if you don't use CDJs, you're not really DJing. Or if you don't use a top level DJ controller or whatever your stupid bar is for what a real DJ is. Right, right. That drives me crazy. You know, but I'm coming at this with the approach of a DJ is somebody who plays music to an audience. Mm -hmm. Sure. You know, and so however you get that done, you're, you're DJing in my book. And so. I might have different opinions on what I like or dislike about DJs or DJing right, or right. formats or yep. hardware or whatever, but I'm not going to be that guy that's like, I'm better than you because, because. I use Pioneer gear. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Or like, whatever. Exactly. Like that whole, the whole like, you know, like I have the utmost respect for DJs that scratch and yeah, beat juggle here. DMC artists, like those, those are people who have taken the DJing craft to the pinnacle of what it a means to be DJing. Yeah. a skill-based DJ. Exactly. Like, but like, just because they have reached that that level, doesn't mean that the rest of us aren't DJing. Oh, I guess we're just invalid now. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, right. in two thousand and four. 
late 2004 when I came back to Ohio, I was playing on um, Final Scratch. And I had, I had my laptop. I was playing time-coded vinyl, which was, I mean, it was the first of its kind. Right, right. And uh, it's the I have a video clip. And somebody was taking, I think it was Terry that was taking the video clip of me playing. And it was at Pearl. And you could hear somebody like, he's not even DJing. He's got a laptop. Mm. Fast forward to now. <laughs> ha ha ha, bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> nice. I was ahead of your time, son. That's right. That's right. I think it goes back to what you were saying about exclusionary in nature. Like, you know, once people find that cool thing, and they and they find their their spot within that cool thing, and and nobody ever wants to let that cool thing go, or to you know nobody wants that to be the the cool thing that everybody you know rushes to. I mean, we all experience that. Like we had sure. it, DJing has experienced a huge flood uh, and DJs, influx yeah. of 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 DJs because of you know the the conditions of. You know, lower cost of entry. The technology makes it easier. Blah 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 blah. You know, there's a million reasons why there's a million DJs now, right? But that doesn't make them not DJs. Some are better than others. Let's. I mean, we can call Agreed. that what yeah. it, what it is, yeah. but it doesn't mean. But let's that, blame bad DJing on bad DJing. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of leads into one of my pet peeves. <laughs> um, is you know, and I know it happens from time to time, but when you get a DJ that just is is not very good and it train wrecks a lot, mm-hmm. and you have a bunch of people in the crowd that they don't realize that's what's going on, and they still seem to think that it's just a bomb ass set <laughs> <laughs> like that. That annoys me. Like the 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 art of mixing and the skill of DJing and mixing the people not knowing, you know, the younger generation and it's, it's, I don't want to blame them, but I mean, they just haven't take the time or to really understand what a really good DJ that mixes and is good at mixing is. It's like comparing a tribe called quest to mumble rap. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Or, <laughs> right, or, no, or right. another one. I used to think Jose Cuervo was good tequila. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Yeah. Now, I mean, we can we could you know go the complete extreme opposite here and like really snob out about that, right? But I think it's. I mean, we we all have we're all passionate DJs, right? Sure. Like we're allowed to have opinions on this and I don't, right, I don't right. want to, to give the impression that we can't. I mean, it's not, Hey, everything's great. Everything everyone does is awesome all the time. Right. No, no, we're, no. we're going to think that things suck just like you think things suck, you know? Right. And that's just the way of things. And you sure. know, there was, um, I was watching a boiler room set the other night. I was, I was up late and Man, it was awful. I mean, this guy was awful. And everybody, it was live. Everybody was commenting. And probably no, I mean, I don't even say probably. There was not one good comment that was coming through, Mm. you know. Um, And, (laughs) you know, I put a comment on there like, this is garbage. And it was, you know. I was just, the, the guy was playing. I couldn't believe it for Boiler Room. You know, there was a guy that was playing. And every song was, that he tried to blend was a train wreck. And he would just, you know, turn it down and bring the other one up. And mm-hmm. everybody was commenting on it, you know. And then 
Which is unusual. My, yeah. Like how did how did that person Mike Donovan get to you? was actually on that night, and he's like, he, I, I look at my phone, I get a text. It's like one thirty in the morning, and it was from Mike Donovan, you know. And I was just like, why, why is Mike texting me so late, you know? And he, and it said, dude, the comments that you're posting are hilarious because <laughs> I put an emoji of a dog and then ten emojis of a sh- of stacks of shit right across, you know. And you know, and then the next day. Don't you know, Sarah throwing shade in Boiler right. Room. <laughs> and then the next day, Boiler Room, they commented on on that same mix and it said, well, it's funny because all you haters still stayed around. And I don't want to be like, I'm not a hater. I'm just bottom line saying like that mixing was horrible. It was, right, it was right, bad. Well, but it look, was if really you're on bad. Boiler Room, you have a certain expectation. That's, right. that's what I was, I was, yeah. I was going to say was just bad. a few seconds ago. Like, like you, you don't, ex- you don't really get that with Boiler Room that often. Right. Like there's a certain level of DJ that, that, you know, makes it to Boiler Room. Mm-hmm. And when they're there, like, I, I have yet to see a bad DJ. Like I may not totally enjoy the music or But a skill set's good. But the skill set mm-hmm. is there. Yeah. So like so for somebody to make it doing I mean the guy that, didn't have headphones on at all. Right. And that's that's fine if you if you have controller and you have sync and sure. you're you know, you can you can do all that's that. that's your right. workflow, sure. But he had, he had no headphones, headphones and also it sounded like crap. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, he would he would, you know, play the next deck and bring it up and it was just Seriously, she's using a dryer, and then he would bring the next deck down. There were tons of people behind him dancing, not realizing, and that's, you know, that's, I see that, and I'm just like, man, do these people not have a clue what's going on here? <laughs> you know? However, since you brought up Boiler Room, just as a quick aside, I want to say how cool it is that I've actually, like, in the last year, uh, I have seen two people that I came up in the rave scene with on play, Boiler playing Boiler Room. Ah, cool. One being ah, DJ Shiva, Shiva from Indianapolis. She just played the other night. Played last, it was yesterday. Yeah, last, last night. night. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and uh, Maria, a.k.a. the Black Madonna, she's she's oh, played on yeah. there before as yeah. well. So, like, it's just really cool to see, like, people that, cool. that like, I, I, I came up with or, or you know, have, you ha- have, yeah. have played the same bills and in the same, you know, region with and all of a sudden, you know, they're they're making moves, and it's really cool to see them yeah. uh, able to do that. Like, and also, what a cool way to build a global audience! Absolutely, you know, I mean, literally, like on the spot, they you, every time you have people watching all over the world. That's right. You know, which That's is right. a lot different than your your run of the mill, you know, Facebook live stream or something right. like that. Uh, that's another pet peeve of mine. Okay, <laughs> fire away. Yeah, uh, there's there there's. There are some exceptions, not many, but I don't want to watch you play in your bedroom. Mm. <laughs> like, I just, no, no. Shit, uh, I, don't look at my Facebook. <laughs> yeah. I, I have mixed feelings on that. It, like, like, don't get me wrong. If you put some effort into it and it looks more like a production or a show or that you're putting some kind of oomph behind it, then you know or if it's you know like um like a house party like i'm totally cool with a house party kind of thing because then it's like a more um uh intimate or or um uh, a more local scale boiler room type of thing right but like if you literally crawl out of bed (laughs) wearing sweatpants and a wife beater and hit (laughs) 
<laughs> and, you, and you're just picking up whatever your speaker or your phone's microphone is picking up in right. the room right. as the yeah. audio. There, yeah, and, audio yeah. quality's not there. You know, you're just, you know, bedhead and just hitting, you know, record. Uh, Put some effort into it. Yeah, like, like <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, I'm not hating on the live stream. I'm not hating on people who are trying to share what they're, what, what they're doing. But for God's sake, like, just... Put a little, give me some production value. Yeah, give, give me something. Make it sexy. Now that that could also be um, there. There could be an age discrepancy when it comes to that. Just being perfectly honest, sure. because like the the younger millennial DJ types, mm-hmm. like that's the world they're in. Live sure. streaming is the big thing, and and they they kind of live in that anyways. Whereas right. you know us with families and jobs and stuff might not want to just sit and watch that. You know, well, even if I'm at work, if it's if there's no effort in it, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. if I'm at work and just trying to listen, like if you don't go even far enough to like plug the headphone jack into your RCAs, you're like, <laughs> like just <laughs> just put the phone on the desk. Yeah, and go just put forward. the phone on the desk next to your KRK. Like, I mean, come on, like, like no know. lights on in the room. It's just <laughs> like a black screen or with a glowing right. monitor. <laughs> well, right. Or even if if I am going to watch it, like you know, as I scroll through, I mean, I have literally seen people like turn on the camera. And it's them like in a pair of sweatpants, a wife beater, and then there's like socks and clothes all over the floor and stuff. Like, I'm like, come on, clean your room. <laughs> it's really not hard to make a, a stream like that interesting too. Like, make right. it look a little nice. Make sure the audio quality is good and interact with your audience right. a little clean bit. Your room. Clean your room. Pick up your dirty drawers. Like a big boy yeah. or girl. Right. Like, oh man. Like, yeah. Don't be taking selfies in the bathroom with a turd in the toilet. <laughs> Um, um, as a as a stage manager um, people that feel that they need to be on stage Mm. um, like like the entourage I mean the entourage I get it if it's if 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 your DJ or your performer as a performer if your tour manager or whatever I mean that's that's a complete another other level but you know when they're on stage, it's it's their stage. So their tour manager says, you know, I'm cool with these hundred people up here on stage. Then so be it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, you get a lot of hip hop artists that, like, like, that want their whole crew up there, yeah. and that's fine and dandy. You know, like, um, you know, when we did when we did Numberfest, we had man when Young Thug went on, you had um, Lil Yachty's crew, you had Domingo's crew. Uh, and Young Thug's crew and their whole posse. I mean, there was probably 40 people on stage, you know, when Young Thug was performing. Yeah, right? (laughs) Um, Not a a dime for me. um, (laughs) But when you have, you know, you have a performer that's on stage, it's just a couple DJs, you know, you have have their, their manager and their videographer guy, but, you know, all the other people that are, you know, acquaintances of, um, you know, people that are working the festival or people that own the festival or that are doing the show, you know, they feel like, oh, well, I know such and such. So, you know, I deserve to be up here. And that just, it's really a bad look, really, you know, because the crowd's looking up and you just see all these random people sitting in corners. It's bad for pictures. and mm. But it just, that really gets annoying. I would say this one's probably more just speaking as a, as a patron or somebody attending a show. 
uh, obnoxious level of energy from the music <laughs> at like 9 p.m. Mm, mm-hmm. Or really, I guess I, I should I should um, dis- put a disclaimer on that because I'm not particularly a fan of obnoxious energy in music in general um, when it comes to dance music. And I say obnoxious, like I, I really mean it. It's not that I don't like ravey, energetic, sure, 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 or sure, even sure. high BPM stuff, but just stuff that's like not at all appropriate to what you're trying to accomplish, which is dancing or schmoozing or whatever right, right. is appropriate to that, you know. And especially when it's early in the night and the volume is, you know, at 11 and it's just, <laughs> and that's gonna, that's gonna send people away, right? You know. Um, that and uh, smoking patios. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I love them for the the uh, social aspect of it, but it, man, they just ruin shows. Well, it does. Well, well, hold it, on, for the United in the United States, uh, most major cities, you're not allowed to smoke in public areas. So at most, in some venues, cases, entire states. In, yeah. yeah, which so, is not a pet peeve. I like that. No, no, but just to clear it up for everybody else, because I think some countries, I don't know if they're still doing that. But yeah, like at, like some of the clubs that we have locally you have to go outside of the the area where we're DJing and stuff like that to go smoke. And yeah. I know that where you're going with this, so go ahead and... Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, you get, you get stuck in the loop, right? Mm-hmm. You, you go outside and, and one person starts smoking, then the next person does, and then they're staggered. And so the next person starts smoking and then everybody gets into conversation. And next thing you know, you spend all night out there. And especially if you're already drinking, comma, et cetera, and you're feeling chatty, then you, everybody goes outside right. and it kind of everybody might still be having a good time so it's hard to complain about on in one sense but at the same time it kind of ruins the it show ruins the, the, whole point. the vibe right. on the floor right. yeah mm-hmm. it makes it it makes it difficult it's been it a, also, i don't know that we've ever really 100 percent figured out how to to mitigate against that i mean as it's a just performer something too with. it kind of makes you feel like you're not really doing your job yeah and you're not really putting on a good set because everybody is outside smoking and hanging out yeah right well, and especially because some of these uh, venues, especially one that I know that we're talking about specifically, um, you know, are near residential areas. So it's not like mm. you could set up like an outside yep. stage or put speakers outside for the, that purpose. And even if you did put speakers outside, you know, it goes back to what Tony was just saying. You know, if everybody's outside, you don't have that direct connection. You can't see the people. Feedback. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't get any of that. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, you know, having been a quit smoker, I think for ten years now. I think this is my tenth year. Congratulations! Thank you. Um, you know, I, I I'm with you. I I quite enjoy being able to go out and not come home smelling like an ashtray. Yeah. yeah. Um, and getting you know, I already have a raspy voice as it is. You nah. should hear. <laughs> <laughs> no, not me. Um. Nope. But uh, you should hear me when I do, you know, play those shows where smoking is available indoors. And I mean, it, I mean, my throat is on fire for days afterward. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I totally appreciate that. Now, I will say that I don't mind the vaping. So, like, yeah. you know, if if that was if that were a viable alternative for all of the smokers of the world and let those people do that inside. I'm totally cool with that. That's that's what I didn't think of. That's a pet peeve right there. Is is venues who reject 
the vaping thing who, right. who make you go outside anyway because that's a thing now right and it's like uh this is the perfect solution why are you doing that <laughs> you know what i mean like this this is water vapor nobody's gonna care it's not gonna hurt anybody and it makes the lasers look cooler it makes the I lasers was, look cooler i was gonna say if marcus is there you don't need a smoke machine <laughs> <laughs> shout, shout out, out. ronan <laughs> ronan itchy <laughs> um also venues that don't have monitors Oh yeah. No, oh, no, 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 no. Let me take that another step. Okay. Because I'm a lefty. So okay. <laughs> venues that don't have monitors on both sides. Because <laughs> I want you to have I want all you people that have that are right eared to have the monitor on the right side for you. But give me one on the left. Please, dear God. Because <laughs> you'll know it. You'll know when I'm struggling. Do uh, you like turn ninety degrees? I do. <laughs> I, I'm I'm like I'm to, I'm totally facing three o'clock. <laughs> you know, trying to reach for four. Yeah. <laughs> like, Looking owl, your head twisting all the way around. <laughs> like, spitting green I, pea I, soup. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about because I do it the other way around right. for yeah, yeah. right side. Yeah. So. I uh, I read this somewhere and I don't remember where and I think I'm pretty. I think I've said this on the show before, but. Someone had mentioned, you know, like when you're at home practicing, move your monitor to kind of get used to mm. like having monitors in different areas. I've, I've switched to left, right, behind, yeah. and front. Yeah. You know, just to Distances, get, you know, too. Yeah, just yeah, to kind of get used exactly. to dealing with uh, unfamiliar situations if you are faced with that. And and that does help uh, it, it, as far as, like, you know, giving yourself um, a little bit of uh, training to adjust to... Uh, situations that you're not used to, yeah. but um, that doesn't always translate well from home to club because club systems are so it's much different. louder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So then, like, you know, uh, you might, for a lefty like me, you know, the monitor may be 15 feet off <laughs> to the right, <laughs> and I'm sitting here turning to the three o'clock yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like leaning looking at the back and, wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, but I'm still catching all of the reverb you all know, the echoes, from, yeah. it, from, from the, from the, uh, front of the house, from the yeah. nine to 12 o'clock region of the, of the room. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote down iTunes, Hmm. But iTunes isn't really the problem. It's uh, Mac versus PC, or no, no. (laughs) It's uh, it's a lack of a universal music format for DJing. Well, and and we've talked about that in detail before. So, do you think that that kind of ties back to the whole "quote unquote" death of the MP3? Like, are we going to start seeing some shifts so that maybe? I, I don't know. I mean, it seems to me that there should be some kind of music format that is, um, you know, high quality or maybe even lossless that is taggable in the same way that MP3s are, um, but also can hold like stripe data or um, when I say stripe, uh, analyzation data for Mm -hmm. a track, waveform data and stuff like that, cue points, like just the basic couple of strict DJ things Mm -hmm. uh, would make it really simple to go between record box virtual dj tractor serato and and stuff now there are people who have come up with like bits of software that help with this um that you can kind of convert formats back and forth or convert your pieces of your collection back and forth um and i actually when i play on a on record box 
I actually, I, I mostly live in Tractor, but when I'm going to play on Rekordbox, you can actually click and drag straight from Tractor into Rekordbox, mm. and it'll grab those tracks as if you drag and drop from your desktop. Now, it doesn't carry over all that same data, but data then it'll right. analyze them on the spot, and at least your playlists are in the same order and structure and stuff. Sure. So, I mean, there are workarounds. There are software converters for this and, and all kinds of stuff, but it seems to me that just having a file format that was universal for this would make a lot of sense for DJs, but maybe not for manufacturers. Right, right. Um, I've got another one. Okay. How about... Um, the follow me, I'll follow you, and then once I follow you, you unfollow me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> please, please explain. So uh, this seems to be like a, a phenomenon on like mixed cloud, sound cloud, all of that. Like That's where, the big thing on any like social, social, media, social media, Instagram, yeah, yeah, like yeah, all, all of that. that. You know, people just trying to trade follows and, and, and all of that stuff. And, you know, so... Somebody's on a come up. They're trying to, you know, get their numbers up, and then they say, "Hey, if you follow me, I'll follow you." And then you you go ahead and reciprocate, and then a week later, you go back to check on that person, and they're mysteriously not following you anymore. Like son of a yeah, stop being a dick. <laughs> like, I I can't say I've never done it. I, <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> what I what I can say is that once I see that, then I do unfollow them back. Yeah. Like so, I mean, you know, you're you're playing a game there, right? Um, but what I have, what I, the lesson that I've learned in that is that I just don't do it. Like the, mm. the follow me, follow you thing, I won't do it. Um, if you ask me to, then I'll go and check out your stuff. If I like it, then I'll follow you. You yeah. know, but you know, I'm not just gonna. F- I don't even follow people that ask me to follow them. I don't right. like. I, I just like if somebody if somebody were to message you and say, "Hey, check out my stuff," and if you go and check out their stuff and you like if it, they ask me to check out their stuff. But if they say, "Hey, follow me," oh, okay, right, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, no. that's just spam. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a handful of them for just as a patron. I'll just kind of rattle them off. Sure. Um, a lack of attention to detail from anyone involved in the show. Right. You know, just a general attention. Uh, it's more I appreciate attention to detail is probably a better way to, to put that. But sure. that didn't really fit pet peeves. So. <laughs> uh, Here's something I really like. Yeah. It's, it's when people just like it. it when a show is very generic. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, then, like somebody just got a line on a headliner and said, "Yeah, I got some spare money. Let's let's do this thing." Yep. And then yeah. then there's a show and yeah. there's nothing else to it. You know, right. no no TLC, I guess. No reentry. Uh, <laughs> hate that one. But how am I supposed to re up on my drugs, David? <laughs> <laughs> I just sold a hundred pills how am I of ecstasy. Turn this half into a hole if I can't get back outside. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it, but. You're going to hold me captive in here and then make me pay cover again to come inside right. the, the venue again. Like, ugh, I hate that. And sometimes you don't have a choice that, that might come down from the venue owner or security or, or whoever. But right. as a patron, I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not enough bartenders. Mm. <laughs> Simple one, pretty universal, not yeah. really DJ related. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, that really does uh, well, put, as put a, put a problem. As a bartender, there. trust me, we hate that too. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty butt venues. Well, 
Define dirty butt. So I have notes here. (laughs) In parentheses, I have warehouse style excluded. Okay. So I figured someone would bring that up. (laughs) I mean, like, I mean, when you go to a nightclub and it smells like poop in there, Ah, or you know, or the the whole place is carpeted and it's like thirteen different colors, but it didn't start that way. Right. Right. That kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Or there's like this mysterious brown grime that like is in every corner. Like, no, I, I, I got you on that. But, <laughs> Black mold. Yeah, yeah. Cause like when you, when it, the, I'm glad you said warehouse venues excluded because yeah, you go to a warehouse. That's the type yeah, of that's thing. part of the appeal. That's part yeah. of the appeal. It's part of the whole thing. If you're not leaving with a nose full of asbestos, yeah. well then you're not raving. Hashtag right. dirty ass warehouse. <laughs> that's right. Dirty ass raves. But um, so no, I'm glad you clarified that, but yeah. yeah if, if you walk in and it smells like urine, that, mm-hmm. that's a problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even in the warehouse, that mm. one might be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Using dirty mop water to mop your floor and it's yeah. just sticky. And yeah. It's yeah. just gross. Yeah. That's gross. Agreed. Uh, for me as a patron, I, I get really irritated by impatient DJs. Mm. And what I mean by that is that, you know, they step on the stage and just banger, 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 oh, banger, banger, yeah. banger, banger. Mm. You know, like, dude, come on, give me a break, man. You know, ease into it. You know, I, I appreciate Take me somewhere. Yeah, I appreciate you have a membership to Beatport Prime. You know, <laughs> and you got all the hot fire tracks. Good on you, bro. But you know, yeah, take me somewhere. Take me on a journey. You know, create create an experience for me. Because if I wanted that, I would just listen to Pandora. Yeah, you know, sure, sure. Show exactly. me, show me how you're gonna put your spin. On this music, you know, tell me something about yourself with what you're gonna do. Yeah, talk with your hands, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it, one of my pet peeves is trying to have that money conversation mm-hmm. because not everybody sees this, uh, you know, what we do as valuable, mm-hmm. and you know, some some promoters are better at it than others, and even once, even outside of the club circuit, you know, especially when you start talking about things like mobile gigs, mm-hmm. corporate events, uh, weddings, especially weddings for friends, you know, and stuff like that, like, a lot of people don't understand what it is that you're doing. They just know that they need a jukebox with a human, <laughs> you know, manning the board. Right, that can play the chicken dance for me. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and, you know, so whether it's a promoter or whether it's a customer, um, you know, for me, that, that money conversation can be a real pet peeve when somebody on the other side doesn't understand the inherent value of what we're trying to do. So, you know, when I'm saying to somebody who wants to book me for a wedding i'm just gonna throw a random number out there i'm not saying this is what i charge for weddings one million dollars <laughs> let's start with a thousand <laughs> nice and round <laughs> you know so if i say to them hey you know sure uh, you know you've got a wedding coming up and you know i'll, I'll charge you a thousand bucks you know and then they're scoffing and then saying well you know i was thinking more like Two, bucks. three, four hundred, you know, whatever, you know, or, you know, we're going to feed you and da, da, uh, uh, oh, well, great. Well, shit. Uh, you would okay, do that anyway with a Nine, DJ you would $980. Exactly. Exactly. So like, yeah, that, it, it's, it's that, that, that gap of mm-hmm. what, what they perceive the value to be and what the value actually is because, you know, I think the four of us were talking about all of this, uh, you know, just earlier tonight where, uh, before the show. 
where, you know, there's the gear, you know, the gear alone uh, costs has a cost associated to that. And if you're running your DJ business as a business, then, you know, you're taking depreciation, depreciation and damage. Exactly. And all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Plus, if, if you're if 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 you if you're a careful DJ, then you've most likely got it all insured, you know, so that co- that, yeah, that the insurance money, yeah. premiums every month, you know, to to ensure your gear for said business. And then there's, you know, your time, you know, to prepare everything for a wedding or for a corporate gig or even for a show. You know, so there's the time involved in all of that, plus the cost of whatever, you know, your your medium. So whether it's digital tracks or vinyl mm-hmm. or or whatever, and then there's driving it. Yep. Transporting everything, set up, tear down, uh, the time that it actually takes for you to perform said service, you know, or or to play said gig, and all of that stuff Costs takes money. time and money for all of that to come around. So for somebody to say, oh, "I'll give you two hundred bucks to you know DJ my wedding for six hours," why? Yeah, why would I do that? Like, you know, it's not worth my time. Or the money that I've put into it. I'd rather take the loss and enjoy my time. <laughs> yeah. And if I can kind of flip that around um, in anticipation of some hate mail, which will go to trip at passionatedj.com. <laughs> we talked earlier about uh, playing for free and um, the expectation of somebody to play for you or for me for free. Sure. Um, so I'll say the, the crowd that says uh, playing for free devalues the craft. I, I get the point of that, and I don't disagree with the point of that necessarily. Right. But I think it's important to bear in mind that this is, this is not like a black and white kind of situation. Right. Like no. if you first of all, if you've made agreement with somebody to play for free, then Absolutely. you just do it because you've made an agreement. Right. To that. that, that's the that's the big caveat to this pet peeve of mine. That I'm glad you said that because yeah, if you agree to playing for free, or if it's something that you want to offer to somebody, like if it's a gift, or yeah. if a promoter yes. specifically comes and says, "Hey, here's this opportunity for a gig. Would you like to play it? I can't afford to pay you." If you agree to it, then cool. Sure. You know, that that's your choice. Don't come at it. me later asking for cash. <laughs> asking yeah. for fifty bucks. Yeah. Asshole. <laughs> um, the other thing is, you know, Dayton is different than LA, is different than San Antonio, is different yeah. than London, you know, and right, so on. Right, and so right. you're going to have different economies of scale there and stuff. Absolutely. Um, and but even there's also a difference between playing like a weekly local Wednesday with yeah. your buddies or a house party versus um, playing for a, a, a huge production with headliners and that's business backed or mm-hmm. playing a wedding for somebody right. or, and right. then even you take that and you're playing a wedding for somebody, but this is my brother. So I'm playing it for free right. yeah. because right. that's my gift to you or what, you know, yeah. exactly. And, and Those and are all done, valid. Yeah. I've done yep. that too. Yep. Cause I'm like a, a mobile DJ, you know, in multiple avenues, but you know, I I've, I've DJed for people as a gift for yeah. a wedding um, so have I with, with the sport yeah. thing. Like I, if it's a charity event or a fundraiser, mm-hmm. yep. I'm yep. not charging you for it. Right. You know, right. but if it's, you know, a, a normal competition, yeah, I'm going to charge you. And, you know, and depending on how far I have to drive, how long the event yep. is. Yep. Or even what, for the love and support, you know, you know, of a local scene or a group of people, you know, yeah. whatever your reason for playing for free. I mean, if that's your reason and that's what you want to do, then, you know, yeah, absolutely. That's the huge caveat to, and you're to not, my pet peeve. Yeah. You're not devaluing the craft by doing no. those shows that no money was going to be handed out anyway. Right, right, right. No, agreed. But when money is in play, 
make sure the the biggest thing for me is that you know the value of what we're talking about had better be the same on both sides or at least pretty damn close within a range, you know, because, you know, of course they're going to want to push you down, but you're going to want to push up, you know, until you meet that price value equilibrium. So, yeah. yeah. Mike Donovan had a good point. Um, Oh, you're looking at them all. Yeah. He had a a good point on, um, he commented on the passionate DJ on Facebook. Oh, okay. Um, DJ is asking you to play events who have never attended the series. That they're asking to play. Oh, so, that's like, a good yeah, one, yeah. So the people that don't support your events or come out, you know, they hit you up because they see it's such a good event, a good crowd. Like, yo, get me on, let me play, let me play. But they don't come out and support you. That's a really, really good one, Mike. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's. Um, I mean, it's different when the approach is the other way around, and somebody comes to you like, "Hey, I like your stuff. Will you come play this show?" Mm. But when you're like, "Hey, can I play your show? Hey, can you get me on next time? <laughs> can I spin, bro? Hey, can, yeah, can I spin, bro?" <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Can hey, I play what, some hot fire? what have you done for me lately? Right, right. So to kind of respond to Mike, you know, um, it's one thing, and I know that he understands this. It's one thing to understand that your your demographic is anywhere from twenty something through forty something, and it's one thing to understand that you know twenty somethings have a lot more time to play with, and <laughs> you know they they don't have nearly as much responsibility as a as a demographic as a whole. Once you start getting into those thirties and into your forties, and you know your time, you know time is money for one thing. Well, time is definitely <laughs> money, and it gets prioritized a little bit yeah. differently once you have a a professional career and kids and all of those types of things that yep. you know that that start eating at that time. Um, you know, so like myself as, as a DJ, you know, I don't go out to every show. I don't, you know, I've, I've missed a ton of Mike's shows. Um, uh, but I go out when I can, Mm -hmm. I go to the shows as I can. And, and I, and when I do get out there and I do try to show support and even if I can't make it to a show, I still try to support in whatever way that I can. Yeah. So whether that's Facebook invites or whether that's telling people about a show, even though I know I'm not going to be there. Oh, 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 Hey, trip. You're telling me about the show. Are you going to be there? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like whatever I can do to help those people who are really pushing the scene forward that way, they know that even if I can't be there, that my heart is there with them and, and that I'm doing whatever I can to There's make sure that they succeed. There's many ways to support a show other than just being at it. That's right. And us sure. as promoters, we do know that. We do know the ones that that help us push things and promote things and those who have kids and jobs and things that can't make it out all the time, like we know that. Right, right. But it's those people that... You know, you see out all the time, but when it comes to your show or your event, they're never there. Right, but, but they there's but play. they're the first ones asking. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll go ahead and throw into the the other way around the the expectation that I have to be at every single show 100 percent of the time, right. or, or else start, you're not from you're start not. to finish. Come on, yeah. 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 come yeah. on, and and. I'm not saying that's what Mike's doing. Mike never does that. Right. No. 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 I just right. but there just are promoters bounce that off that yeah. point. Yeah. 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 Yep, yep, yep. Hey, my, I can do whatever I want with my time. I I can't nor will I go to 100 percent of the things happening within a 40 mile radius of my town. I'm just <laughs> right. not going to do that. <laughs> right. Life's too varied for that. You right. know. Yep. Absolutely. So for me, I operate in a different space. Sure. But when I was younger, you know, doing clubs and stuff like that, the beef. Like, you know, one crew 
trying mm-hmm. to diss another crew so that way more people would go to their shows even though we're not having shows on the I same night surprised but just that this hasn't come up yet but like, just like yeah, promoter beef yeah. well even promoter beef promoter DJ, beef, DJ beef, beef genre yeah. beef yeah, yeah. You know, I, I wrote down people who would uh, compete versus collaborate there you go and, yeah. similar that's what i'm trying to say similar yeah, yeah. yeah. you know there's enough money and music and i'd say dayton has a fair number of venues for everyone sure. to coexist you sure. know, have I been to all the other shows? Well, no, because I have four kids. I have a profession. You right. know, I, I coach CrossFit um, and I like to relax sometimes, you know. <laughs> so do I get to go to everything? No. Should I go to more? Eh, that's 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 relative. But right. would I like to go to more? Definitely. I, there's a couple other crews that do weeklies and stuff that. I just haven't had a chance to get to. Yeah. Also, you know? the expectation that you have to work with everybody that's doing something. Right. Um, I first of all, that's not sustainable, and you know, I I work with people who my personality and my approach and my our goals are all kind of similar and shared. Right. And that I have a trust relationship with. Now, that doesn't mean that. I only pick two or three people to work with and then I shun everybody else. <laughs> right. You know, and the, and I think a lot of people equate that. Oh, you're just being gatekeepers. You're just working with the, you know, two or three people and trying to take everything. To, no, it's not that. It's we're partners. Like, I think what annoys me is when people assume that the only options are either I, either everyone works with everyone all the time or you're stomping on everyone else. You know what I mean? It's like, no, just because I'm working with my buddies doesn't mean I'm going to intentionally come and stomp on your Thursday night or your, your Friday night one off or whatever it is. You know, it just, this is just how things work. And you, there's a spectrum here of being able to, (laughs) to work with people or at least give space to each other. You know what I mean? It doesn't have doesn't mean that you're you're forming an LLC together, you <laughs> know. Just, or, are you, or are you going to go pick out you know centerpieces and table settings? You know? <laughs> yeah, go right. choosing curtains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being able to deconflict with things like that, just in, in having in having healthy communication, you don't necessarily have to a, a, agree on everything because you know from the promoter world, from what I understand, sometimes you can only get an artist on this date, right? And might it conflict? You know, with proximity or the actual date with another organization, it's highly possible. I was going to say there are times where you and even accidentally you might kind of step on somebody's event. You know, maybe you somebody announces something and then you bring in a more monster event on the same date and you hadn't heard about the other one and you've already locked in the date and stuff. When stuff like that happens, people get pissed and then they're like, oh, you're just being an elitist, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, no, I just kind of can't back out now, you know. And so being able to part of that is, you know, as the person who who is the the line stepper, (laughs) (laughs) the habitual line stepper, the habitual line stepper, being able to receive that criticism and be like, Hey, yeah, my bad, you know, and try to work it out in whatever way, sure. you know, that doesn't mean you have to fire back. Oh, no, fuck you. I do whatever I want. You know, and <laughs> I do what I want. This, yeah. this is all attitude and ego. It all sure. tends to center back around that. Right. I right. think another one that Mike Donovan brought up was uh, the, I can't make it, but I'll be on the dance floor in spirit decline response. Uh, that one, he says, <laughs> um, and I, and I, you know what? Um, Shout out to Jack Sheets. I'm going to throw this one out there because I know this one drives him nuts too, is the um, the declines on events 
sorry, this is on a Wednesday night. Why can't you guys do this on oh, a Saturday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to work on Thursday. Like, it's always the promoter's just fault don't immediately. Even post it. It. Right. Yeah, right. Don't even post like, shit like that. Well, yeah. well, like, I won't, like, um, I don't know if Facebook still does it. Like, it'll show to the public how many people were invited, how many people have accepted, how many people are you can interested. You, you, can, you can adjust it. You can filter that. I so was going to say, and then if there's declines, like if the declines are still public, like that's why I won't decline an event if I've been invited to it, but I can't make it. Like there's, if I know I'm not going to make it. They also, what they do is when you, um, when you invite people mm. and people decline, the next time you go to do an event and invite people, they lower your number of invites you can put out. Mm. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I mean, I've, I don't, I very rarely decline events like because I don't want to like, you know, make Jack somebody else. Up. Well, I don't want to make the event. You know, I don't want to add to that. Yeah. I don't want to add to any negative numbers. And of course yeah. I'm not going to like, like people like seriously, like you know, if people are trying to do something good and bring something good to your city, especially when it's a kind of a big deal, you know, we, we've talked about this before, you know, not just in this episode, but in previous episodes where like sometimes that's just the night that that person or that that headliner yeah. is available. So yeah. you work with what you got, like, you know, and sometimes it's a budget thing, you know, so it, it, there's all these different, you know, things. So, yeah, you know, if you get noisia on a freaking wednesday night that's what you, can't, you got then that's what you got if you can't see it if you can't make that that work well sorry you know also newsflash uh, the world doesn't revolve around you and <laughs> some people work saturday nights too right right so yeah, why shouldn't yeah. we mix it up a little bit you right know? right <laughs> um nick and i'm i apologize that i don't know i've never known how to pronounce your last name on here quads quads uh, Nick G, you know who you are. He's a big supporter of the podcast. Yep. He says, uh, and feel free to write in and, and let me know how to say that. But uh, he says, uh, commercial gig type DJs that uh, sing along with the music on the mic. <laughs> I was on vacation <laughs> a couple years ago. And the oh, DJ good. at the pool thought we were there to see him. Mm. And he was on the mic. For two hours straight, oh, emceeing no. everything he was playing, Ugh. and it took me everything <laughs> to not drag him into the pool with me and hold him down to the bubble stop. It was driving me nuts. <laughs> oh, chalk nails on the chalkboard. Yeah, uh, people on mics in general are like. Don't get me wrong. If there's like a a a, a good uh, professional master of ceremonies, you know? So for example, in our area, we've got, um, we've got one, um, uh, by the name of Will Ellis, AKA MC Firecat, Firecat. uh, he, who is also an excellent DJ by the way. Um, uh, but, and he and I have worked together. We've produced tracks together. Um, and you know, he is one of the best, MCs in our area and when he hosts an event he knows what to say how to say it when to say it and he knows when to stay the f off the mic mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it it, it takes but he treats his as as kind of as a craft as well like absolutely. he can he can do the toasting and the freestyling and he, right. he has rhythm he and almost he's, makes it part of the track that's yeah, being played even like right. when it comes to the ending of it he like 
he likes to echo it out with his own right. style. Yeah. He's really, really good at it. Man. Yeah. Um, so when you've got somebody who's got that particular skill set, then great, rock it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, by and large, you know, most DJs are DJs because they shouldn't be on a mic. <laughs> As opposed to the guy who cuts the fader and then finishes the last phrase and then brings the <laughs> fader up and then cuts it and says a lot. Yeah, like doing the last bar of a hip hop song on his own every time. Like he's, right, hyping his own shit. Yeah, he's his own hype man. Right. That was the dude that was that at was the him. pool on my vacation. <laughs> you guys must be vacationing in the same place. <sighs> I'm getting like my butt's puckering right now thinking about it. <laughs> oh. Uh, another big supporter of the podcast, DJ Brains. He says uh, one of his pet peeves is when people say, "What song are you playing next?" Uh, Do you run yeah. into that mo as uh, in your mobile gigs? Uh, or you, yeah. people are usually pretty busy. Or they're working out. Well, or yeah, like, but, in the CrossFit stuff, those people are like, "Hey, dude, you're awesome. You know, can you do me a favor? I'm in this next heat. Can you play this song? Oh, yeah. Let me see what I can do." Right, you know, right. But like when it's the corporate and like the birthdays and the weddings and stuff like that, you know. If you want me to play something, just ask me. Don't be like, hey, what are you playing next? Uh, <laughs> Venga beat that boys. Bitch with a bat. <laughs> beat that bitch with a you know, Something yeah, different yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, just just tell, I mean, I'm, when, when I'm in those other corporate environments, I'm essentially an iPod. You know, you're paying sure, me a lot sure. of money. I, I relent that. Right, right. You know, versus if I'm at a club, yeah. I have a a plan of action that I want to execute. Sure. So don't a fuck creative, with me there. Yeah, a creative <laughs> vision, right, yeah. right. But, you know, if I'm at a wedding, you know, you know, a, a gala or something, okay, I, I can deal with that. Right, right. But, you know, don't think you're using the Jedi mind trick on me by coming up, you know. What are you playing next? You know what I really think you should play? Yeah, that's, yeah, don't, don't tell me. Don't, don't lead in with I'm that shit I'm getting ready either. to leave. Can you please play this? Yeah. Oh, These are not oh. the songs you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> right. The Jedi mind trick. Oh. You know, if you played something with words, people would dance more. <laughs> it's my friend's birthday, and... Yeah. I've been here all night. No, I just saw you walk in. Yeah. Can you play my song? i oh, sorry, I played that already. Well, can you play it again? No. Can I put my jacket back there? Yeah. Mm. I understand that one, but still hate it. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been on both sides uh, of Yeah, that. agreed, agreed. <laughs> All right, any other peeves we want to toss in here at the last minute? I'm or? sure we could go on. The, like, we're <laughs> we gonna, might have we to come back a bunch for a part of grumpy ass old men. Get off my lawn. This gives us a chance to put it all into one yeah. episode, get it out of our systems, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. I don't know. I think we're going to have to come back with a V2.0. Yeah. We, we yeah. Well, I think part of the point of, of saying these are pet peeves are saying like, hey, these are things that bother us whether or not they're valid. Yeah. Right. Right. And some of it's universal, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, some of it is going to be individual specific and others are going to be just this universal, like, you know, umbrella of, yeah, we're all DJs and we all fucking hate that. Right. Well, and but, DJs are just subsets of people. And some of these right. are just annoying yeah. things about people. people. Right. <laughs> exactly. Because a lot of stuff you guys are saying, like bleed over into like my area of fitness, uh, yeah. you know, and all that other stuff. Oh, too, yeah. So. Some of this stuff bleeds those, over into my career. We're like. going to have those people out there calling us haters right now. Wow. <laughs> haters. Not but trying to just, hate. Not, not trying at to all. Hate. It's yeah, just yeah, personal yeah. preference opinions, yeah. man. Yeah. That's all it is. You're talking about version 1.2. I think that's going to happen because there's a lot of comments like bleeding in here just yeah. like oh, good maybe we can get yeah. some people to send in their uh, uh, voicemail to <laughs> yeah. go to passionate dj.com send us voicemail or tweet it at us 
and uh, at DJ with Passion. Let us know what your pet peeves are. We'd love to hear them. Also, check out our Instagram page uh, at Passionate DJ. Uh, we post lots of cool behind-the-scenes stuff and pretty pictures and all kinds of fun stuff on there. So check it out, and we will see you next week on the Passionate DJ Podcast. Peace. See ya. Easy. Later. Thanks for listening to the Passionate DJ Podcast at www.passionatedj.com. Check out the fan page at facebook.com slash passionatedj or on Twitter at DJ with Passion. And always remember to keep on spinning. I, you've been waiting. You've been waiting the whole time for that, haven't you? Right. <laughs> I have a serious pet peeve. Okay. Serious. Do not use the fucking hip hop horn. <laughs> Dude, how did I forget leave it that be? One? Leave it be. The air horn. Yeah. That is the perfect, the quintessential pet peeve. It's right. Perfect. I know. I, as much time as I bitch about it, like episode after episode, man. You can take my sound effect away and put your own on there, please. <laughs> you can use it this once. <laughs>